Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for episode 91 of the Pod Ones podcast. I'm your host, Char Char J, joined by my co-host, Luke. Hey, what's going on, guys? And Harith Productions. How's it going? Hope everyone's having a great Thursday night. Today, we're going to be discussing season three, episode six of Star Wars Rebels, titled The Last Battle. We're going to be diving into Captain Rex and his little PTSD moment with fighting alongside, fighting alongside um, battle droids. It's going to be a very fun episode. Uh, lots of Clone Wars era tie-ins alongside with the Empire. It's going to be a whole mix and match of fun and games. So, Luke, Hera, are we ready to get the show on the road? Absolutely. Let's go. The Jedi Knights are all but destroyed, and yet your task is not complete, Inquisitor. The Emperor has foreseen a new threat rising against him. The Podwans Podcast. And here we go. So our we got one guest on today, one guest, and he is quite the quite the participant for Podwans. He's been on for Rebel shows, Clone Wars shows, reactions, watchalons, everything, and he's always in our chat. He's always showing support, and I'm glad that he's here to talk about the last battle. Let's bring in Pat at St. Pat Separatist Rebel. Hello. How you been, man? Separate I've been busy, busy. Busy and a little stressed, but I'm good. And I'm always glad to talk with Star Wars with you guys. Oh, Absolutely. thank you so much. We, I appreciate that. We love we love having you on, man. You bring a different dynamic and a, you are you are my nemesis. And that's you have I get to talk about I get to talk about separatist and clones today. Yeah, <laughs> which is which was it's it's a very cool concept. It's a really cool thing that they did in, in Rebels. I, I, it's one of my it's one of my favorite. It's not my favorite episode. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 very weird, but it's also amazing to watch and see clones and droids working together to fight the Empire. It's so cool. But um, yeah, Pat, where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you guys can find me on TikTok at uh, Saint Pat uh, Separatist Rebel, and on Twitter at Saint Pat of Stars. I'm going to be adding a few uh, other platforms coming soon, so I'll, I'll keep those details coming up. But so far, those are the two main ones. Awesome. 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 Uh, so we're going to, since we only have one participant today, one one guest, I guess I should say, participant, guest, same same difference. By the way, <laughs> these all, all, all even though these are pre-recorded, I have noticed that our derailment obviously is from the chat. I was going to say oh. that. I noticed that. I was going to make a joke yeah. about that earlier. Yeah. So, Kenny, I blame you for all the derailments if you're listening. <laughs> no, literally, literally every single one has been like on the rails. Seriously, like, hey, we haven't derailed once. Well, there was one derailment, I guess. Um, Oh yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Wow, Luke, you're yeah. breaking the illusion. I thought it's been three weeks, and I haven't showered, and I've been disgusting. And I mean, here. 
we have been to Star Wars Celebration. Well, some of us are still in London at this point. Wait, so. wait why, why am I in the same location? What the? What? 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 This isn't London. What? Uh, am I force projecting myself into my house? Hey. Yeah, or as Char says, send an Instagram reels while he's pooping. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. oh, this hasn't been chaotic, so we're keeping that in. Um, so Pat, um, I know you're a big separatist person. So what was kind right. of your reaction to seeing this episode for the first time and kind of getting validation? Uh, in a way, it was. It's that it's that word exactly that you used, validation. Because I would talk about, hey, it's it's the Clone Wars is is not as black and white as it's projected by Lucas in the prequels. That there's actually some real um, arguments and political concerns going on there. But the way he presents it is very much like because of the Jedi's are are on the side of the Republic, the Separatists are evil because they're. There's a Sith on their side, and that's all of the conversation that was going going forward. But like Ezra, sweet child, finally gives some words of wisdom to both sides, and then that ending with the Empire coming up just completes it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting episode because yes, I know that the Separatists were not. Both sides were played. Obviously, I know that. But I do tend to go towards the Republic side of things because, you know, good guys, Separatists, and, from and, a certain point of view, you know, are the bad guys. But really, they're not. And I find that the most interesting and, thing in all of the Well, I mean, hey, Luke, from in the Rebels' point of view, they're the heroes. From the Empire's point of view, the Rebels are terrorists. So Yes. Yeah. And Luke, Luke and anyone, anyone else who who sees the Separatists as bad guys are completely valid. Because Dooku, being the Sith he is, is the one who's putting things, people like Animal Trench in power, who are putting um, people like we see on that planet where um, that Nemorian comes up with a device that kills all life, uh, the, or gives the Zygarians flavors um, the power to, to do what they do. And it's because he's completely isolated the separate um, parliament from the rest of the galaxy. And so any of the real political like motives that they have gets lost. And and that's and that's the point of the whole puppeteering, you know? Yeah. And I'm gonna bring this up even though it's not gonna actually I'm gonna spoil something. This is not in my interconnectedness, but I'm thinking about this as we're talking about it. With Bad Batch actually being out now, and we had that episode with Cody and Crosser, we did go into this topic a little bit in Bad Batch with the separatists rebelling against the empire and like activating droids and being like, fuck you. This is, this is how we're going to fight back. Well, and also you have to remember in season one, Raxus, mm-hmm. what happens on Raxus? Like they save the separatists, uh, uh, governor. Yeah. You know, like that's like a big thing. And you're absolutely right. Harris. We do see that in season two of bad batch and it's, it is eye opening. And we're going to also probably get in Survivor with all the, the B1 battle droids. That is the, true. And the droidicas. Yeah, absolutely. B1, B1 battle droids. My my uh, my uh little droids that shouldn't. <laughs> no, you're I, absolutely right. My B1, B1 battle droids are my favorite Star Wars droids. And I always say that they make perfectly any other form of service 
but battle droids. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, yeah, they're wonky and stuff like that. But um, now we are going to talk about the stories uh, or the story of the last battle. All right. So, the last battle. Basically, uh, Ezra, Kanan, and Rex are sent to... They, they get a, a beacon, uh, and they investigate it. Um, come to find out that it is uh, with active Separatist droids and a droid commando. Um, they are captured... They, the commando gives them a challenge to see who really won the Clone Wars. And throughout this entire time, Rex is basically having PTSD and trying to prove that the clones, the Republic, won the war. And obviously the command droid thinks that the Separatists had won the war. And ultimately, they do do this. The it, Rex is able to is able to help. I mean, Rex, Ezra, and Kanan are able to... Oh, well, wait. They send Zeb, too, because Zeb is, is held as a cap, as a uh, as a um, hostage, because they run through a uh, uh, simulation, kind of a like simulation, and Rex wins. Then Ezra points, so then the, the Empire finds out about the um, the beacon as well. They show up. Ezra is able to say what Pat is, is that both sides were played. Nobody really won the war. And we get this nice little um, realization from Rex and the command droid and they fight off the empire. They both are able to escape, not without any casualties. Um, and uh, Rex is able to get his closure because at that point, in release, he really hasn't gotten. He really hadn't gotten closure for anything at that. And point. you get the iconic Kanan quote. Uh, I was like, "Why is he doing? It? You think he has to finish this battle? Yeah, this is, yep, this, yep. He has to do this. Hence, hence why it is called the last battle." Um. So my first question is: How does the dynamic uh, between Rex, Ezra, Kanan shift throughout this episode, and what does this reveal about their individual characters? You know, I think something that I really liked about this episode in, in, when talking about that dynamic is how Kanan kind of steps back from that Jedi General role that you normally associate with him. And it's one because one, he's a he was a Padawan during the Clone Wars, so he's never that. But I also but. Rex also starts out calling him general. Then he calls him commander another time. And then he just calls him Kanan. And so the dynamic that Rex goes into this battle, even before stepping foot into the hangar, is that it's a separate ship. I have Jedi around me, so I'm their clone. But by the end of it, Rex is realizing he's his own person. He, he, he's among friends, and he's not controlled by the constraints of the Clone Wars anymore, or that programming of the clones. And yeah. then, 
Ezra, he's never been, he was never a part of the Clone Wars. He was never a formal Jedi Padawan. And so he's off doing what he, they normally do um, on a Rebels mission. To ho- doing something and hoping it works out. And it's funny because it's something Anakin and Ahsoka would do, but it's very different applied in the situations. Anakin and Ahsoka are going into it with the rules of engagement, and and um, Ezra isn't. And so I like to see how frustrated Rex gets at that. Because it's, it's very similar, but it's not what he's used to. No, you're no, you're absolutely right. Like he's used to the Anakin's and the Ahsoka's knowing what the clones are going to do the next step. Whereas Ezra, like all he's been doing is like sneaking around and and it's he hasn't had to deal with full front conflict like war wise, you know, up until this point. And it's very different to see how Rex deals with that. Even when, like, 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 Harith had talked about earlier, Kanan says, like, he needs to finish this. Like, and, and in a way, Kanan also needs to finish this mm-hmm. well. Because he, he has, I mean, he doesn't have, he doesn't have anything to prove per se. That's not, that's not the correct words. Um, uh, um, yeah, I, because of his experience with Order sixty six and uh, Dixon style with with the whole the inhibitor chips and like his experience with that and the canon of the last Taiwan comics. Yes, yeah. exactly. So like, this is the and then this is supposed to bring you back to Clone Wars, and this is why I truly do enjoy this episode because it's like they're, they're at that point because we didn't get season seven. This was the final chapter, in a way. Yeah, it even has the Clone Wars theme at the end of the credits. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 so interesting to see Ezra grow, and uh, like see, like, and just be more knowledgeable because Kanan doesn't really talk about the Clone Wars all that often. Like, he's got his own trauma. He doesn't really talk to like the, the the knowledge that he knows of the Clone Wars is Kanan says like the bare minimum. Like Rex is the only one that truly like kind of goes into detail. I mean, look at the Booga uh, the when they were on the planet where they first meet Rex. Like Rex goes into yeah, detail when like they're fighting off the Jupa. Yeah, when they're fighting off the Juba. Like he's like, well, back back during the war, like our Jedi, my Jedi general would do this, this, and this. And like that's the only knowledge Ezra truly has mm-hmm. of this, so it's uh, it's very important to see these characters, even from the beginning of the episode to where they are at at the end of the episode, make leaps and bounds to kind of connect with each other. It's almost like Ezra has to pry at Kanan to get the information out of him. He has yeah, to like claw at him and be like, "What's going on? What's going on? I need information." And then Kanan will eventually be like, "Oh, this is what happened." I mean, he like like he's like visits the bare minimum is just like two sentences and is out. Yeah, and it, it's very important for all three of the characters because, yeah, like it's it's important. I feel like this this episode being where it's at, right? It's it's we're in because this this season has twenty two episodes. It's kind of like a good 
like little mission for Ezra to learn about what the conflict was really about. And then it also, if you think about it, if you're looking at the large scale story of Rebels, right? It sets up the finale in a way because when Ezra is encountered with Palpatine, he's like, I know who you are. Yeah, exactly. I've seen this before. You're the man that just ruined everything. Yeah, exactly. So it's and, it's a big Yeah, go ahead, Pat. No, no, I was about to um and it's it's a big it's a big moment for the threes bonding and specifically how they operate in the future. Because if you've watched the Rebel Seasons episodes when since Rex come in, him and Kanan begrudgingly fall in perfect step with each other. They've got yep. that clone Jedi dynamic. And Ezra is kind of off, off by himself because he doesn't understand where he fits in with that dynamic yet. And slowly through the missions, they kind of figure it out. But it's not until this one that you really see them working in sync with each other. Oh, yeah. And it's because they finally, with Kanan and Rex finally, um, get past or uh, not get past um, solve some of what was happening between them because they got to be in the midst of it together so they're le- they're learning about each other then but Ezra also gets to see what why Kanan may not um, want to talk about the Clone Wars or why Rex may like really be uh, um, not obsessive but like into the Clone Wars if that makes sense and then also, um, what's cool about this, too, is um, the tactical droid that's there is Kalani. And we, we've seen him before, too, in the Clone Wars. He was one of he was the tactical droid that was sent to Onderon to help out King Rash and the and the people on Onderon. So, I mean, he's he's not some, you know, like obscure droid like we've seen him plenty of times in the Clone Wars before. And Rex was there in Onderon. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so it's just like it's not only like they're having like, you know, Rex is having flashbacks from the Clone Wars. But, I mean, he's had to fight Kalani before, too. Isn't it the same tactical battle droid that was during the Orders arc when Chop flipped out? And um, He was in the episodes before The Gathering. So it was... Before The Gathering. Okay, yeah, he's season four. Was he, also mm-hmm. the, was he also the tactical droid? No, he wasn't the tactical droid on, on Ryloth. Never mind. He wasn't the one on, on the, the tactical droid on, on Ryloth because those... Those other tactical droids were different. They had the square heads that they used. And there were some that had different colors. Yeah. Um, like yeah. there was K2B4, the purple and gold uh, tactical droid for Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Um, but there's like many different ones. But Kalani was, it's, it wasn't just some, you know, little character in the Clone Wars. Like he played a, a big part of the Onderon, um insurrection and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and it's big, and it's it, it is. But this is a big moment for these three, and it's a. I feel like it's a teaching moment for Ezra, and it's a teaching moment for actually, it's a teaching moment for all three of our characters. If you really think about it, because I mean, Ezra does drop some knowledge, like we've talked about, and Kanan kind of opens up a little bit more, and Rex is able to finally let go. Uh, mm-hmm. You get the other iconic quote of "battles leave scars, some you can't see." Yep, absolutely. Now let's talk about Ezra's explanation. He 
It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. He gives this, he, he talks about how when the Empire starts to show up, he says, really, you both were played by the Empire. Nobody won but the Empire. Like you all were played and mm-hmm. we don't, and, and we have, we, and even before that, he's like, how, do, like, it's been a, I watched this episode like last week. So it's kind of like not as fresh in my mind. But yeah. I'm pretty sure he says, um, uh, he mentions mentions like between because Rex and the Commandroid have this back and forth about oh we would we won the war, no we would have mm-hmm. won the war like this back and forth and then Ezra's like, it doesn't matter because neither of you won the war. Like the because uh, well, ha- the people who won the war are out there right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. Pat. So I think it's like he Rex is insisting that he won because of how they pro- progressed, and yes. then Ezra Seven's like, you know, technically these droids are rot- rotting and breaking down. We would have been overwhelmed yep. by the battle droids, and and that's when like uh, Kalani stopped, um, steps in saying, yeah, we we, we uh, he gives an odd or something like that, and then Ezra's like, well, yes, but you've then he goes into that whole explanation about um you guys weren't meant to win <laughs> neither of you and yeah. that there's there's stuff going on outside the um in the republic that was going against both of you yep but so the question is how does Ezra's explanation of how the empire manipulated both the republic and the separatists provide a broader understanding of the motivations and tactics behind the clone wars for both Rex and the Commandroid. Look, analyzing the Clone Wolves battle, battles as I, I have sometimes in the in the, in the in the territory gained and the territory taken, um, there is no goal to either sides what planets they're taking and what planets they're not. Yeah. Most of the battles take place in the Outer Rim, strongholds that the Republic have no or very little. Uh, planetin, representative planetin, so territory out there wouldn't matter to them um, on a political scale. Um, most of the separatists' planets tend to be uh, outer um, midrim or the few uh, uh, outer rim territories that uh, were in the Republic, and they're just. They're just doing empire building for empire building. They're not, it's not really, they could be 
strong and they could be um, so uh, in, um, vigorous as a government, as a political system, without having to take over the planets that they are. And so all these battles that's going out in the Outer Rim and see and these different sieges are just causing panic and causing um, um, tensions just to cause tension, which obviously was Palpatine's main plan. No, yeah. And it it's very eye-opening <clears throat> for Rex because he like hears this and he's like, wow, never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. Even even with the knowledge that we have now with Order 66, watching Siege of Mandalore, looking at all these things, it m- gives a wider uh, a wider perspective of Palpatine and how crazy his plan was. Mm-hmm. It gives the it gives the illusion of because I feel like sometimes Star Wars fans look at manipulation right mm-hmm. like palpatine is the biggest is the number one manipulative m- manipulator in all of the clone wars well in all, all of the all time sagas. all time yeah I, I feel like we should yes. insert the quote from chris from darcy divas he's a messy bitch yes he is absolutely the biggest messiest bitch ever and like he is always six steps ahead of his opponents whether that be the the jedi the republic uh the separatists like he's always pulling the strings mm-hmm. like i mean for example when maul decided to come back and, and wreck havoc what did palpatine do he used that to his advantage he sat back and let them argue over and be like oh you think maul is in florida oh no maybe that's possible <laughs> no yeah and it's just like ezra's able to to really kind of get it through both of their heads like y'all were pawns and it's blatantly obvious coming from a kid that was born right after the Clone Wars had ended. Like, literally, he was born on Empire Day. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's, like, his birthday is synonymous with the Imperial, with the Empire rising to power. Yeah. Like, and- that's, that's, I feel like with his perspective of that big moment. It's able to like give the, the the perspective of well y'all didn't win, like and he doesn't have much knowledge of it, which is make which makes that explanation that he gives more impressive. Yeah, and also another like moment that comes to mind with Palpatine gaslighting post Clone Wars era is Bad Batch clone conspiracies when he yes! used the entire clones against them and said, "Oh, sounds like we need to replace them and make." My stormtrooper plan come available. Like he, and Echo even says he was six steps ahead of us the entire time. We fell into his trap, and he used yeah. it against us. Yeah, he, Talk, he was six steps ahead until episode six. <laughs> oh. uh, he was still ahead of it until episode nine because he died yeah. before he came back. Yeah, he was three more steps, hmm. three more steps ahead of everybody. But no. six plus three. I don't know. Math. Um, I can do math. T- talking about um. Palpatine's manipulation. The thing that one of the things that really stood out to me watching this again today and the first time is Kalani's mention of the of Order sixty six. Yep. How even to a logical battle droid, he looked at a, a um. Gotta give him props that he didn't shut down because that's that's smart. 
Yeah, which he realized that I was like that's that's fishy. But like he goes, he he just casually says, "Oh, the Jedi betrayal, and, and um, ended the war." I'm like, so that's even the Papakin has set it up so well that even made to a lot made it it made sense. Order sixty six and the reasons made sense to a computer brain. Yeah, because they're always looking at it from a tactician standpoint. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they like. Like, that's such a good point, Pat, because it's like he, he was so manipulative and so smart that he even tricked the droids into thinking that that was a logical reason for them to shut down. Like, and that's also the other that's the also the like craziest part is that he knew that if he and that's another reason why the separatists went with droids. Because if it were the clones, think about this on the other side, right? If if it were switched and there were life forms seeing that happening, that would have flipped the script. They would have been like, whoa, that's a little fishy. Like, and then they're like being told to stop attacking the enemy. Like, that's weird. Like, they would be fishy. Whereas the droids are like, okay, just go with it. You know what I mean? That's the crazy part about this whole thing. And it's like, obviously, the revelation and then finally kind of going through the battle and, and, and being successful. Like, it's I, I truly do think that this episode is 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 one of the is one of the better one offs um, in Rebels because it does such a great job in like, obviously, Harith interconnecting with the saga as a whole, because the Clone Wars is a huge event. Hence why we keep going back to that era. Because it is a widely it's it's three it's, damn years. Yeah. Yeah, and the time and the time period after it. Because there's a lot of fallout. And we're seeing that in Bad Batch. And one more thing I want to add, like when the Empire comes and the about and the B one, bless his heart, goes out to meet the, the Imperials. Yeah. <laughs> and you see and, and he's doing like he's he would normally do that. These E ones as as chaotic as the lower droid brains are, were the, a terror on the galaxy for most people. Yeah, and the Imperials regard him as if he's talk. They're talking to a trash can. Yeah, no, you're and, absolutely and, and right. So, and so, and so it just goes back, and it, it brilliantly, and this is coming right after Ezra's speech, and it's like yep. these guys were just puppets, and so the Imperials are not. Um, even though they they probably were little kids during the Clone Wars, they're not really they don't they don't mean nothing. Even though they were killing machines in the in the universe perspective. No, yeah, yeah, they didn't they didn't get the masses that the clones did in the Clone Wars. You know what I mean? Like it's it it's so funny because they go, oh, they must have them somehow they just turned themselves back on and then they just blast the B one. Like think about it for thirty seconds. No, like like I went bam, and then they're like, "What the?" And then they just, uh, yeah, that's that's so true. But like that speech is very very important in connecting everything together because it is a pivotal point in Rex's character. Because like Kanan says, he needs to finish his fight. He finishes the fight and then finally realizes, and it kind of is depressing that his whole war was for nothing. And that's the saddest part. 
it, it's for nothing, but it also gives him the realization, the pivotal point to stay in this fight. Yes. To give that fight meaning because he ultimately is in the Battle of Endor and is the thing that pushes the Empire over the edge and kills them. Yeah. And, or leads them to their death. Every time, yep. And every time I watch this episode, my brain goes to like, what could have been the clone if the clones if if no order sixty didn't happen, the clones stayed on, and this is added to me by everything in the High Republic. That if the Republic had a separate force for P for law enforcement rather than just the Jedi for peacekeeping, they, the clones working together to fill uh, and with the Jedi would have been so so brilliant. The clones could have done the majority of what the Jedi were doing with the day to day, like justice and peace keep, um and, and law regulating and the jedi could have gone back to what they were in the high republic and since they work so well with each other as we exactly and we can see that with kanan and rex in this episode it would have the galaxy would have just been a great place yeah agreed well that's that's gonna be it for the story of this uh episode now it's time to dive into the lore char you ready I am ready. Let's do this. I am literally are back. What's up? I'm literally putting it. I'm putting all the intros together. Like one after the other. So you can mispress me at my I, intro. No, because I'm not trip. going to do that anymore. Sorry, y'all. Okay, go ahead. All right. And we're here to talk about the lore of the last battle. Today's lore is about, or is, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. In this episode, we see Captain Rex and Jedi fighting alongside battle droids to fight the Empire. In Star Wars, there have been many times where our heroes and villains fight alongside each other, either for survival, or they both have a common enemy. Some examples... Asajj Ventress and Obi-Wan team up to fight Darth Maul and Savage Opress in the Clone Wars. Rey and Kylo fighting the Praetorian Guards in The Last Jedi. Kane and Maul and Ahsoka fighting the Inquisitors on Malachor in Rebel Season 2. Bo-Katan helping Duchess Satine against Maul's forces in Season 5 of The Clone Wars. Which is funny because she even tells Satine, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And there's been plenty more. What is one character in Star Wars you would love to team up with, even though you hate them? Oh, good God! Do we have time? It's that. It's that. It's that, it's that scenario. It's that scenario where you you hate them, but you would love to fight with them. Why did you have to throw such a loaded question? <laughs> I don't know, um, you... Pat. We'll give you. A, we'll give you a minute or two to think about this. Oh my god! I'll, I'll um, trying to think about this. Yeah, too. so generate your answers, and I'm sure um, the chat will type in one character that they would hate. That they hate, not just to hate to go against, but just hate in general. I love how you said they would the enjoy chat. to fight alongside them. I can't see, see them; is... they're not there. <laughs> Char, this Char, this is like, a, oh, this is a hard question because you know what character I hate the most. I would not want to work with them. <laughs> Luke and I have no, the same but that's the thing. You may not like them as characters, but would they be effective and helpful if you were to fight alongside them? Luke and I have the same answer. No, either they're for not survival effective. or if they have a common enemy. 
Because this is what this episode's all about. It's all about fighting the fighting, you know, fighting the bigger fish, eating the bigger fish. There's always a bigger fish, which is the Empire. Oh my God! I the clones and the droids were all pawns. So who's one character you would hate, or so you would love to fight with, even though you hate them? I wouldn't love to fight with. I'm gonna have to go with my second. I'm gonna have to go with my second most hated character. For this, Fox. really, you can't even you. <gasps> oh, oh. <laughs> Hux? really? Fox, F- Fox, oh, Fox. I think that Hux. Fox. You I, hate... I, I, I would. Wait, wait, I would, wait, wait. I would, my Fox. My Fox. Be... Okay, so my obviously my first hated character is Mibar Gascon. I. <laughs> oh be... no! You can't fight with him. Oh, so uh, and I, I could not, I could not that? handle his personality. <laughs> ah, I am dying. He's like, that's like, you, hey, hey, me, ready to go in there? He's like, I'm ready when you are. And then, and then Pat would be but, like, shut up. <laughs> I would take him. I would stuff him in his little joy dome thing. Oh yeah, peasy. And just and just walk away. Oh my oh, god! But I'm just but, trying to um, imagine Fox, Pat because... and Gaster against the Empire. <laughs> so Pat said Mieber Gascon. Wait, no, no, he said Fox. He yeah, said Fox. Fox. Yeah, but 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 he didn't he didn't really elaborate on Fox yet. I yeah. Why, 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 tell, tell us a little yeah. bit about, about Fox. You hate him, Fox, but I, you would you would love him, to fight along. After everything, he's a clone, and I can't. I whenever I see him on screen and he's he's battling, he he is a skillful um tactician and weaponist, and um I think oh we're well aware yeah <laughs> we're well aware he's going and his so I think I think I would be able to if it comes down to what whatever the goal is I could put my I could put my set my uh um. But my grievance aside, just because he's useful, and I know he, if he is uh, the same goal as me, he's not going to go against me. And plus, I can always just stun him when it's over. <laughs> and well, let me let me tell you, Pat, you're gonna be getting a lot of feral points from Remy after you saying that. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, Remy. Oh you, goodness. You know who you're showing a little showing a little bit of respect to Fox. She's gonna love that. Love that. Love yeah, that. yeah, love that. You you know who couldn't put their differences aside to work with Commander Fox? Chris. Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> Open this door now. I love that. No, too. I was talking about the Vader 2017. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Oh yeah. Hey, hey, Fox. Yeah. No, because Fox shoots at me. He's like, he's like, oh, I thought you were a Jedi. And then, he, and then when uh, Jacosta knew, like, reveals all the information, he's just like, oh, boo! Yeah, yeah, just come, just uh, see like, you later. Besides, with uh, Fox is a Coruscant guard. I'm sure if I tag team with him, all those resources are coming with him. And so, oh, that's fair. It's, it's it just tactically, it's a, just a really good choice. <laughs> um. Harris. 
Okay. Yeah. What well, What would you pick? Who would you? I, pick? I've I, I've been thinking about this long and hard, even though it's I don't. It's gonna kill me to work with this person. I know Luke's probably gonna say the same thing. It'd be like, God damn it, you stole my answer, Harris. No, no, it's uh, right, 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 right. Three, two, two, one. Kiati money. <laughs> but I'm actually not gonna take that because you're taking that. I'm going with Maul. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts. Why mall? I just, I've never really liked his character. I'm, and he I, annoys me. I but want he elaboration. Very, I want elaboration. Is ve- <laughs> he is very useful. Uh, he's chaotic. Um, uh, He wrecks shop. He He's somewhat cool, but it's like, hey, bro, you've been pushing that boulder up and then falling down every single time. You just can't win, and I can't be associated with a loser like that, bro. Fucking so, Sisyphus. Sisyphus. The Sisyphus. <laughs> like, that man just gets so close every single time and just never accomplishes, like, his I, whole end goal. Sure. I always yeah. make you, you, the joke. You, you just won major respect um, points by uh, naming Sisyphus because no one, ha- everyone has a hard time naming him. And so Sisyphus. you just casually... Boom. Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i mean before i before i just uh say who mine is but this is this is why i asked the question because no matter how much animosity the clones and the droids have for each other they had to join forces in order to, to beat the empire in this episode yeah no I matter how wanna... much you hate maul no matter how much you hate keanu mundi no matter how much you hate fox you have to team up in order to beat you know fight the 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 bigger the bigger problem and for mine yeah. I this is my least favorite character. I hate him. I hate him with a passion. Oh, I know what you're gonna say. But I'm sure he's a he's gonna be a unit on the battlefield, and that's General Grievous. Oh, that's a good point. Oh my god, yes, that is so true. I okay. hate Grievous. I hate Grievous. He cannot. He he cannot. Every time he's faced a Jedi Master, he's always lost. Yeah. But on the battlefield, oh, I mean. I would love to have him on my side. I'm just imagining Grievous post Order 66 with Char. Against Stormtroopers, he's got like twelve arms now. He's, he has all the lightsabers. Char's, like, Char's like, all right, we got to upgrade this. Call baby. me Char Dooku. Oh, Get in the Grievous. Get him in Kenobi. Over. No, I, 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 I just imagine. I, 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 I just imagine Char giving um, Grievous um whatever the Star Wars version of a baseball cap is. <laughs> Grievous wears the hat backwards for sure. A backward like <laughs> imperial officer hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh no, God. but Harris, 
elaborate on Keanu Mundi. Oh God, I, 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 I that one like out of everybody, I feel like Keanu Mundi is the worst person to be the enemy of my enemy is my friend type shit because. Oh my God, he's such a dumbass. It's like he's such, such a. I mean, just, just here, here's a scenario, Harris. You're a Jedi. Okay. And you're alongside <laughs> Keanu Mooney on Megito. And Order 66 is called. I'm, I'm what step, do you do? I'm stepping out of the way. He can go. <laughs> he can go no, 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 no. But, but no, but if he but if he gets shot down, then you'll you'll most likely get taken down too. I'll just but, jump out know, of the way. He was better than one. So I mean that's not teaming up. That's just sacrificing. I'm all sacrificing. It's for the greater and, good. And, and, the enemy and my enemy is my friend. You know, the clone troopers are my my friend. Enemy. You can't even use my enemy. So you know, the clone troopers are my no, friends no. in this scenario. And then I, co- I, co- I, co- I come pick up Harith after I've stunned Foxes. Yeah. We win. <laughs> we win the Clone Wars. Okay. So the question here is the enemy and my enemy is my friend. According to Harith, is the enemy and my enemy is expendable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Char. You get it. <laughs> uh but for those that are in the chat go ahead and uh put your thoughts in yeah who's uh, one character that you would love to team up with even though you hate them can you say wolf of adventurous because of his idiocy we got fox because not only is he a murderer but he is good on the battlefield and then we have maul because he's just complicated and crazy um, but he's gonna have on our side and same with Grievous. Grievous would just be a unit on the battlefield, chaotic. even though that I do not like him. Yeah, he's just chaotic. That's actually a really good choice though, Char. Because Thank you. if you think because if you is. think about it, like he's like indestruct indestructible. Like he would take down so many stormtroopers. Because like think about it. He does work against like regular troops and like Padawans and like Jedi Knights sometimes. But like if the stormtroopers Yeah. And like all he has to deal with with the Imperials, stormtroopers, mm-hmm. and then if he has to face Vader, he's going to get. We all know the stormtroopers ain't hitting them. Mm-hmm. No, he's taking <laughs> Char- them out. Char just has a lightsaber collection of his own to to uh, reward previous with after. I do, yeah, man. After, yeah. <laughs> after every mission, new lightsaber. It's like a yeah, Scooby- I, have, I have a lightsaber. Scooby- I'll be like, hey, fetch, and then he'll crawl. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> I just imagine the meme from Rise of Skywalker. He's like, whoa. whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, when when Ben throws the saber, says, and then he jumps into the waters of Kef beer. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good question, Charles. Yes, that's a good question. So yeah, that is it for the lore segment of the last battle. Let's dive into the interconnectedness of the last battle with Harris. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. I right, always we... screw up chars, but I I never screw up Harris. Sounds like some personal bias. Anyway, oh man, well we'll touch that. I, I don't know. <laughs> I just had to throw it up because I'm chaotic. Anyway, we got the fun out of the side with chars question. Now let's go back to emotional damage. Been there, Good old emotional damage. We love Star Wars at its core because of it. So. How does this episode connect back to the Clone Wars, particularly in the terms of its exploration of the psychology toll of war on the clone troopers and its emphasis on the personal relationship between individual soldiers? Soldiers, you're tired. I am too, I get it. Mm. Um, Hard-hitting questions. I think with as much as we hear the phrase in the Clone Wars where it's our job, it's our bread for wars, it's 
it was a long time coming that we get to see the aftermath of it on the clones. And that it it's they they had they knew they were gonna be done at some point. They didn't know what they would be doing, but they knew the war couldn't last forever. And so there's always going to be that they they know that their one purpose was this for life, and like it's like it, it's like if a, a a kid was raised by the parents saying this is your life goal, but you never meet that life goal. Luke, yeah, like man, yeah, it's it's now what we're seeing in Bad Batch. Like literally, we're seeing this in Bad Batch. Like this is basically the 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 establishment throwing them out and basically saying fend for yourself you're not our problem anymore well we, i mean we saw your number one favorite show of all time yeah kenobi, kenobi. kenobi yeah i mean you you see that it's it's so it, it's it's just like real life it's just like real life right <laughs> like i i can't speak for any other country military but like um, like the way we treat troops nowadays is not great. Mm-hmm. When they come, when they come back from doing tours in 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 different places and try to and 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 we put them on these pedestals, right? But then when they come back, when they have these emotional psychological issues, we're not giving them the best care that we can. And. And it's going back to uh, George Lucas's favorite uh, historical peril, Vietnam. Yes. When soldiers came back from Vietnam, even though all these people um, and, and hard conservatives like rooted for them while in the battle, once they came home, back home, they got spat on, they got talked down to, they got dis- disregarded. And yeah, it's and not it's- like it's like the very opposite of World War Two. A World War One, where we got these GI bills to help them get through things. No, it's after the this huge uh, social change of Vietnam. It, the the way we looked at soldiers and how they were treated on the return was completely different. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically we, we like the clones. They didn't get they didn't get uh healthcare. They didn't get uh, talk. They didn't get like like people to talk to. They talked <laughs> to their own mm-hmm. to deal with these issues. And much like military, like the the actual real world military, they like that bond of brotherhood is so strong. And I I feel like they Star Wars does a great job of paralleling the real world in that aspect where we don't oh always in when, every single every single facet yes and it's 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 huge because we see rex deal with these issues in this episode and i love how rex and the other clones deal with it yes because they deal with it so healthy it's it's always taken with a, a mood of like you know i've been through this i got work through this but it's okay to work through it and i'm not and to know that i'm not going to work through it all at one time yeah pat I, and which and that's what gives me hope with since rex is is close with the bad batch because we all know where rex ends up 
Mm-hmm. And it gives me hope that the Bad Batch do last longer than everyone presumes they will. Right. And then also, I was going to say, speaking of the Bad Batch, again, this episode is going to come out after the show's done. So I don't know how this the show is going to play out and how it's going to end. Yeah. But when Rex has his PTSD, he wakes up and says, Cody, Cody, Cody where, where are you? And then he yeah. and then he looks at Kanan. What the hell does that mean? Yeah. That's that's that yeah. We still have to get that other shoe to drop. And again, we'll be I'm getting gonna, that in, in real soon. I'll plug Clonecast when we talked about Alanis's theory with Commander Cody. Yeah. Well, crosshairs with a bunch of clone troopers. I wonder who could potentially be there as well. And Wolf. Wolf too. And and Nemec. And Nemec. And it's 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 this is a good episode to really dive deep into like the serious issues because it does bring up a ton of serious issues. It's not we we also have to remember this is a children's show, but it does not hold back on making a statement and telling you the hard truths. The like Ezra, yeah, like Ezra has to tell that like he has to be the one that goes, "Hey, you both are pawns," and and it's the. It's the realization for both sides to be like, mm-hmm. kid's got a point. Kid's got a point. And yeah. I think that's the most fascinating part about this episode. And speaking of that point, how does the encounter between Rex and the tactical droid reflect the series of large theme of redemption? How does it draw on the Clone Wars exploration of unique perspectives and experiences of clone troopers and tactical battle droids? Um, I mean, I think it's just tying loose ends, really. Because... At this point in time, I mean, this is what th- this is like three BBY now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Going to two BBY because that's when Obi Wan versus Maul takes place later in the end of the season. It's it's been long over between the droids and the clones. It's been done for sixteen years now. Sixteen years plus, like yeah, it's so for them to just like fix an old wound between the two. Because Kalani is still has this idea because he was left on Agamar after Onderon. He still has this, this curiosity of like, hmm, the calculations for this battle will be concluded right after this war. But it doesn't matter what he's thinking because that's long gone. And yep. Rex knows that it's important to just do whatever it takes to fend off the Empire because that's the main target right now. That's the main enemy. Yep. The Clone Wars have been gone they've been done for over a decade. So for so for them to team up together to fight the greater cause is very symbolic. And I mean, I'm sure there's been times in history where enemies have fought together to take down, you know, a, a tyranny or an empire or anything. Um, mean, Pat like probably in, know, uh, probably Pat probably knows it. I mean, or, there's my I mean World War II. World War II, Soviet, the Soviets, Soviets and us. Yeah. And, and, yeah, the United there's, States and Great Britain. And that, there's a lot even going on right now that hits a little too close to home. Yeah. 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 And um to that oh, point, um oh I had something to say. What was it? Uh, I'll it'll come back to me. Someone else go. <laughs> and just and just having them work together just shows that like nothing ever stays the same things change over time and even when you have a tactical droid that's programmed to you know protest any clone activity 
But even the simplest understanding of that, hey, this is the bigger threat here. We need to work together is clear is is clear to them. And I think it's it's super symbolic when you think about how the the droids are programmed. Because they're like, oh, no, um, we fight clones, no one else. And they're blah, 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 blah. Uh, I just think Rex's ability to overcome his PTSD to fight alongside droids is it's a huge step because i mean with the bad batch right now you see you see wrecker and everyone whenever they see because back when they were fighting droids they hated them they were like yeah more droids let's get the droids and fucking wrecker just running in with his gun and then just punching him in the face and whatever but um i think it's a super it's super cool seeing them fight together yeah, and uh-huh. speaking of that, with how Bad Batch is connecting to this episode, we see in Season 2, Episode 1 with Tech. When Tech yeah. sees the Separatists, he doesn't think about the Separatists before the Clone Wars. He just nope. views them as the enemy. They were my enemy, I killed them. Yeah. And, and connect, okay, I got my train of thought back again. Um, in connecting to another show, one of my favorite Star Wars show, Andor. Yes. Mm-hmm. There, the episode where Luthen is trying to get Saul to team up with the Separatist. Yes. And the Separatists make up a huge portion of the rebellion. Yep. And this, this whole, the, the thing about these these mid rim um or and uh, rebelling um, Repub- uh, Imperial not once Republic planets now working with the enemy during the Clone Wars and how, uh. Luthen's like semi um speech to Saul um about how you know yeah he was a separatist but he he's what you need right now and that we everyone needs to just it doesn't matter if you're a separatist partisan um what other things he says it's just the empire is what's the problem yeah and what's even more impressive too is how Kanan handles it because Kanan as a Padawan had to fight these droids. And then as he got older, he had to fight the clones because the clones were going after him. And he was sentenced to his death because an old man said so. What? And so him having to not only, you know, overcoming his fears with working with clones, but he also has to have a little, you know, jogged on memory lane with fighting along, not not against droids, alongside droids. Yeah. So it's like two people that, you know, have, you know, these little battle scars in their head or in his head. It it It's... It's it's a perfect example of just overcoming your fears, and, and it also helps that Kane's been going to Bendu therapy. Yeah, Bendu yeah, the Bendu's been the Bendu's been essential <laughs> these past few episodes with him, and, and so it's like because I feel like he, I feel like once he's been talking to the Bendu and all, and all those spidersing and seeing people who really are, it's really, it's it's helped his relationship with Rex a lot. In, in, in the words of Yoda, he's unlearning what he's learned and he's trying to find a new way to see a new way to use the force and to find his path, even after a, cat, a catastrophic event like losing his sight. I need to make that shirt, Bendu Therapy. I was thinking about that. I can just imagine an advertisement. Bendu Therapy, it's good for the soul. Oh, wow. No, like, it's, it, it, it's, like, it's so true. Like that's that's such a good way to put it. Uh, um, my thought here, I was just thinking about this while you guys were talking. Okay, never thought about this until now, right? Think about the Republic military for a second. Okay, 
most, if not all, the entire military made up of humanoids. There's not a ton of alien representation in the Republic military. Mm-hmm. Besides Mieber Gascon. Like, like, that's one military ranking that we see on screen anyway. I, I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure in the Republic military, we do not see any non-humanoid like leaders besides the Jedi. Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S., 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster. In a comment, in a post, in a second. Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's E-T-H-O-S-Life.com slash audio. Yeah, and there's, look I mean, what I mean in, in, 90% of the military are clone troopers. Yeah, clone troopers so, I mean, they're, and they're, well, well yeah. even clones that were officers as in the Imperial, in the Republic Navy. Mm-hmm. They were using clones. clones. They weren't they, using any alien, they weren't using any alien, like, there wasn't much alien representation. I just thought about this, and it makes sense because it makes it easier for the empire to, transition. for the empire to just hey copy and paste, and then it, that plays into the throne twenty seventeen with the whole racism against exactly. aliens. So it's been... copy paste phase. And they've talked before about my theory that the Clone Wars is a, is a colonial fight. Look, that yeah, it's, that's true. It, it, most of the uh, most of the outer most of the uh, separate state um uh, states uh, um planets are very are uh, non-human mm-hmm. um with a few humans that have settled out there. Most of the mid core and inner core have been settled by humans. Yeah, and and, uh, and and so they're mostly human, and so it's it's the, so that's what's the biggest difference between the core worlds and the outer rim is. Is the, how diverse uh, the populations are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, mean, I, I mean, the majority of the time where you see alien, alien species or alien representation is in the Senate. Yeah, in the Senate. That's the only, and, that's or really the Jedi. The only yeah, or that's the, really or the only Jedi. two places that you can and, find that. And speaking of which, like again, this is just large, starting an entire larger conversation. Think about Brotherhood. Yeah, yes. Nimoidia was stereotyped the, as the Catasura. Yeah, yeah. Everyone stereotyped them as like the evil, like people that were the part of the separatists. When in reality, Kaden Nomodia was its own civilization and didn't have anything to yeah. do with it. Yeah, they're all neutral. 
Yeah. Yeah, the Kaden Nemoinians were 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 painted in a wrong light because of one leader. Gunray was just That's a, literally just a gun the gun dealer until the end of the war. Yeah, he it is so it's so funny how people say, Well, I don't my Star Wars doesn't need to be political. It's like, dude, look it has at, to be. Look it at has it. To it's be. Star Wars. There's, there, you cannot have a war without politics. Star Wars needed to have politics in order to tell the story about how Palpatine got into power. Yeah, because that's know, where it all that's where it all stemmed from. Palpatine and, and, was able to cloud the Jedi, rise into power, and with the Jedi's hubris, like what Luke says in the Last Jedi, Dark Sidious rose to power, wiped out the Jedi, and created the Empire. It was yep. all done because of his political schemes. It had to be done. Yep. The, 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 the inspiration for Star Wars was um, George Lucas's sociology uh, undergrad work. It's, yep. you, we, 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 yeah, you have um, the films, the Japanese samurai films. Yes, the, you the have Kira Flash, Kurosawa. Kurosawa. Yeah. Yeah, Kurosawa. Yeah. You have the Flash Gordons. But those are all aesthetics and modes of storytelling that George Lucas used to explore his sociology fascination and the studies of, of society. Yeah, one of the things that I really found interesting about what George Lucas did as like the foundation for the rebels against the Empire was that he made the rebels like the Viet Cong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fighting against, you know, the, the, Americans. the, the small band of rebels against, you know, a pompous, powerful empire. Which is no different than... The American Revolution and and uh the the, the United States or the fifteen fourteen thirteen colonies? Thirteen colonies. Luke, Luke, do you have to sit in on my history uh US history class? No, again? I know I know my US history. I thought I was I was pretty sure it was thirteen, but I didn't want to say it wrong. Can I so, um, Yeah, go ahead. So go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Can, can I uh can history nerd out on you guys for a bit? Yes. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go All right. So, so the Viet Cong. I I've been on fascination about the history of the Viet Cong for a bit now, and so I've got I've got um a book called Ho Chi Minh. Um, it's about Ho Chi Minh's rise up to um to Viet Cong and and his, and his interaction throughout the Vietnam. So, Ho Chi Minh was a college student during uh, World War One. He was at the Treaty of Versailles. in World War One. He was there to ask France to make, um, and again, this is all tied into my whole uh, theory that the clone, uh, clone wars is a war of colonial against colonialism. Um, the, he wanted to ask okay, France to free, um, yes, uh, uh, Vietnam from its yep. colonial um, um, uh, colonizing, and fr- France said no, and the. They got even more of um, the uh, the Indonesian territories and Southeast territories after that, because France and Britain and the U.S. do what France, Britain, and the U.S. usually do, yep. <laughs> and and steamrolled over everyone. Um, and so that and he was actually he was there studying politics and Western politics, and while in France, it's when he found. A college that was teaching the um, communist philosophy. So he enrolled after after his um, after his uh, interactions in the treaty. treaty he, it made him um, like spurn against 
the rest of like Western democracy and West and anything, you know, this is failing. It's, yep. it's only people are using. So he turns um, to uh, communism and that gets where it starts. And because it's all about trying to fee, free um, Vietnam for his people. And yep. then when uh, World War II happens, the United States OSS, the precursor to the CIA, does the exact same thing what we did with Iraq and Iran and the Taliban. Yep. Um, with Russia, we go yep. in there and we teach them how to do the things like, like Ankin's teaching um, Saul in and, the Andron Act. Yep, absolutely. And then he and after that, they help the um, Ho Chi Minh and his V Kong help um, expel uh, the Japanese from Vietnam. So the U.S. doesn't have to stop there on its war in the Pacific. But after the war, U.S. denies Vietnam the right to free elections. Yeah, and because the Viet Cong were popular, because they're the ones that helped spur the actions, and and so it's this this military giant, um, and um power um that's a one perspective, very much like the core worlds, um, um stopping um these people who in the republic trying to make meaningful change for their planets. Yep, because the the policies read by the general republic is hurting them and that's what starts going to um the the separatists and that's how you get um senator but um senator Bertoni uh, turning to um grievous in the Panama books just yeah. like Ho turns to communism because yep 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 yeah no that's pat you might as well just call it colonialism <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Well, that, we're going to charge three interesting facts. There's no better note to end on. Three interesting facts about a certain Rebels arc that you didn't know about until now. Part 30, the last battle edition. Fact one, an animated upgrade. Updating the battle droid model had been long on the wish list of the Lucasfilm animation team working on Star Wars The Clone Wars, but it was never prioritized. As such, the same design lasted throughout the run of the series. The upgrade, which results on the droid uh, more closely resembling its live-action incarnation, finally occurs in Star Wars Rebels. Fact 2. Original storyline of the episode. In the original outline of the episode, Ezra was to befriend battle droid B-1268 and nickname him Clanky, but this was cut early in the episode's productions. Hmm. Fact 3. The origin of Agamar. The planet Agamar dates back to 1993, where it was a setting in the Farlander Papers, a pack-in novella found in the Star Wars X-Wing Space Combat Simulator game. This is its this is its first on-screen depiction, though it was mentioned in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. And there you have it. Those are the three interesting facts about the last battle. That's incredible. I love it. Imagine Man. if Ezra had a B1 battle droid named him Clanky. Oh my well, god. Well, I think they took that concept and just gave it to Snap Wexley. Yeah. And well, so Mr. Bones. I told, I told yeah. B1s make any other the best um, uh, droid companion just not a good uh, battle droid. <laughs> oh my god. I'm trying to imagine a B1 battle droid and Chopper working together. Oh my god. Oh, the my amount god. of war crimes that would happen. Yeah. Oh, but my, I'm my, in my, charge here. My, one of my favorite moments <laughs> in the Clone Wars <laughs> is when R2 gets a squad of battle droids. Yes. 
Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, but it's now time to rank the episode. Uh, Pat. You, you you know what I'm gonna it's I, it's my it's my one of my favorites it's not my favorite of the rebels it's gonna be Grand Grand Animal for me. Interesting, interesting. I like that. Uh, Harris. Okay, I know for the last two episodes we've recorded, I've been making this argument about how I'm only giving the few. I'm only going the few. The, the only the few. After talking about it and talking about it in depth. For a one-off, at least. For just a one-off. Yeah. It's a Grand Admiral. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have yeah. to switch my opinion up. I'm sorry. It was going to be Admiral, but, ha- but after the conversation that we had, and, like, thinking about the episode... And, and how it have... connects with the real world, and all of the real world facets, and... It has to be Grand Admiral. This yeah. I'm flipping up. Yeah. Char? Uh, it's a Grand Admiral for me because I'm I'm like Harith. I don't have a limit on how many I'll give a Grand Admiral because, you know, I'll give credit where credit's due because you got clones. You got droids fighting I the Empire. Credit where credit you got great due. moments. You got powerful storytelling <laughs> for Ezra understanding the Clone Wars. You got, you know, we got a, a tactical droid arguing with Rex about what their battle strategy is going to be. And it's just like two heads clashing together, but they end up fighting the bigger problem. So I love this episode. There's so many powerful moments, especially if you're a Clone Wars fan. Yes. That just shine in this episode. So I'm going to give it a Grand Admiral. It's going to be a Grand Admiral for me. So we have a Grand Admiral. How many is that? Is our fourth? Five. Four. Five. Fifth. 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 Yeah. I I truly love this episode. I, 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 as a one-off, I truly love this episode. Yeah. Um, because really of because of all of the interconnectedness stuff that we get throughout the saga, the Clone Wars stuff, uh, <laughs> Rex just doing being Rex, and like it's just it's it it I Clone Wars is up there with Obi Wan Kenobi for me because of the 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 connections that I make with those characters are so strong, and like it that's why I enjoy this episode as a one off the most because we get more we get more depth with rex in particular and that's something that they touched upon in the clone wars as a whole but like to see this on a emotional like what he goes through through this whole episode is is just great writing you don't see rex yell at anyone very often in clone wars and then he just goes out on Ezra, and it's like it's a very shock, shock. It's pretty much well, shocking. When I mean, happens. the only other time you see it is him going against Pong Krell and Jesse. Those are the only two really times that you can see. But him with Jesse, I, I feel like with Jesse, it's not okay. It's more of a purpose. pleading. It's more of a it's pleading. More plead, like Jesse, That's like we've sure. been through so much. Like why this? Or That's when true. Rex has or yells, "Stay back to Ahsoka." Oh, oh yeah, that, that more like, of a... find him, find him. <laughs> Uh, that's fair. Right before when she, uh, where Rex tells Ahsoka to go find fives. Yeah. Yeah. But but there, it's not. It's it's different than Ezra. It's like it's it feels different. Yeah, it does. It does. It it really really does. Um. But man, this episode be, this episode's yeah. so fun. It is. <laughs> like this is. is a fun episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah, it, and we don't usually go over an hour on a one one off episode, especially with one guest. But like it's it's the, I put it on the same level as 
the episode, the season six episode in Clone Wars, where when we learn everything that is the backstory in episode two. Yes, the fives. Two. Yeah, the yes. fives arc. Yeah. No, because yeah. I mean, if you no, think about arc, it, though, the Yoda arc, the end of the Yoda. Arc. Me and oh, Luke, yeah, yeah, me and Luke yeah, yeah. have had our moments because my favorite show is Rebels, and his is Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. This episode just puts us together, and it created a great conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's course. it's I a mean, culmination with... of my uh, year long journey to convert you guys to my. My series, the, the separatist not there yet, but uh, I mean, hey, did we close the chapter of the Republic versus Separatist propaganda? Yes, rest in peace, Mina Bontiri. I love you still, yeah. But that's gonna be it for this episode. Um, Pat, thank you so much for coming on. Where can, the good, where can the good people follow you? Uh, you guys can follow me um, right now on uh, St. Pat underscore uh, Separatist Rebel on TikTok and St. Pat underscore of Stars on Twitter. Harith? You can find me at Harith Productions on TikTok and Instagram. Harith underscore edits on Twitter. Harith on Hive. I finally brought that back for one episode. Haha, I'm not doing it again. And you can find me here on Pod Ones. Char, where can the good people follow you? You know, I'm surprised, Harith. I mean, I feel like it's every single time you have to mention Hive. But, um, I, mean, I haven't done it for like six episodes, Charlie. <laughs> We've beaten okay. the horse. The horse it's is dead. dead. Well, guess what? I brought real. it back for a one-off joke. Somehow, oh, Harris Hive horse has returned. <laughs> and now it's back under the grave and will be yep. locked by like yep. 50 feet of stone. Yep, it was all the Sith, but we were all the Jedi. It's, so it's, it, it, it's better where it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, Char, where can the good people follow you? Good people, you can find me on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at charcharj, as spelled right here. And you can find me here at the Pod Ones podcast every Thursday night as we cover our Star Wars Rebels rewatch. Next week, check us out as we cover Season 3, Episode 7 of Star Wars Rebels, Imperial Super Commandos. And you can find us at the Pod Ones on all social medias. Uh, this will be after celebration. So yeah. uh, next week... We will be back to regular scheduled programming. Luke, I hope you had a really fun time. Harith, I hope you had a really fun time. Pat, I have no idea if you're going. I'm not going. Uh, Hey, 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 high five, buddy. Welcome to the club, bro. Um, But no, I hope you two have fun. You two had fun. You meeting Hayden Christensen was a blast. Hey, Harith, high five, high five, high five. Uh, hopefully, Bam! Hopefully you've, you I've heard smacked all the... him on the top of the head. <laughs> hopefully, me and Char have heard all the crazy stories that uh, Luke and Harris. I, I love how uh, Luke. Oh well, by, by then I'll be back off of uh, the Game of Thrones studios. Or so you can by then I'll already hear the that. story about how Harris got robbed in London. No, uh, what I, the I can protect the future. I can protect him at all costs. No, we'll be hearing. We'll be hearing um the uh, story of how Luke got banned from Britain. Why you gotta put that on no, me, Pat? No, no, no. Luke's gonna get. Why you gotta put that on me, Pat? Pat, I Luke's thought it was gonna be Pat, I thought it was gonna be a joke. Oh, like Luke, Luke brings back like <laughs> someone like that. <laughs> Pat, why you gotta do this to me? <laughs> we were going so well, and then you decide to take a a, a cheap shot at me. Hey, you can cut this out. No, I'm not cutting it out. I think it's, it's great. Chris. It's great. funny. Luke, you're um, going to get arrested. Hey, hey Luke. Me, you didn't let me finish. It's okay. because Luke, Luke pulled the stone, the sword for the stone, and they ah, didn't want him. I rule England. Whoa. Suck it, Charles. I was going to say, <laughs> I am Lord of the Anglo Saxons. 
And and Britain said, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> well, Luke, we could just go back and do the entire episode over again. Oh, let's, uh, let's, uh, Great idea! Great idea, everybody. Welcome in here today for episode 91 of Kenny no must be rolling in his yeah, rolling yeah, somewhere yeah. in Kansas. He's like, um, thank you, thank you, everybody, for uh, being patient with us, and and we will have all of these out on time. Uh, that's why we pre-recorded them. Uh, Pat, thank you so much for squeezing us in into your uh, very, very, very busy schedule. Um, can't wait to have you guys on. Uh, but that's gonna be it. Uh, we will see you next week live, back to normal after all the shenanigans. With all but the derailments. Yeah, with all the derailments. But maybe all the, the movies fourth... and new TV shows Good will be released. God! Let the men end the show! Yeah. May the forest be with you. Always. Israel is 5,690 miles away from the U.S. 11 hours by plane. Hate travels faster. In a comment, in a post, in a second, Jewish hate is up 388% in the U.S. Black hate, Muslim hate, and Asian hate are up too. When one hate rises, they all do. Let's stand up to all hate together. Share and wear the blue square from StandUpToJewishHate.org. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio.